everybody, and welcome to podcast number 16 of The Real Estate Show. I'm Cherie Selly, and with me is the amazing, talented, and beautiful Judy Steenland. And boy, we we just have a lot of fun together. That's it, all I can say. We do have fun. It's fun getting together and having these conversations. It <laughs> is. I mean, even this week, and we got together at a house. We did this incredible shared open house for this very high-end listing, and you and I were in our beautiful clothes picking weeds That's right. in the front of the lawn. <laughs> I mean, that's where our relationship goes. That's, we go yeah. to the nth it's, degree. It's not all glamour, folks. It, yeah. No, it, I, and we should have done the Instagram reel, shouldn't we? We should have, because I remember you at one point tugging like with both hands <laughs> and going straight backwards <laughs> and in your in your beautiful clothes and your landed, heels. Yeah, yeah, I landed straight on my, you know what, and it was pretty cool. Comical. Yeah, it was great. Good times. <laughs> but we, um, you know, we, we were talking in the last podcast, um, in, in podcast 15, about what happens as far as um, the experience of a fake deed of trust being filed mm-hmm. on my seller's home. And we did get that resolved. But it was fraudulent. Mm-hmm. There was something against the home that should have never been there. It was a, a fraudulent document. And I think you brought up such an important um, conversational piece to add to that is the the things that uh, a buyer, even a seller, but especially a buyer, they're more vulnerable, actually, to some of this. Um, and sellers are actually with the proceeds of their home, I mm-hmm. would say. But um, please go back into some of the other things that can be a potential risk. Right. So um, we just talked about, you know, the statistics going even higher for security breaches during COVID. I don't know if that's because hackers had more time on their hands or, you know, what was going on. But this has been something that's been on the rise for a number of years now. Mm -hmm. And so, um, you know, these security breaches will allow someone to infiltrate someone's email account, um, and, and a lot of times they're in your account for a long time before anything happens, and, and, and you would never know it. Um, but they're looking for opportunities to steal important information. And when you're buying a home specifically, many times there's wiring instructions mm-hmm. for the down payment money and or if you're paying cash, the entirety of the, the balance of the, the home. Mm-hmm. And so we've heard the horror stories and their true stories that um, someone will be watching that email exchange. They'll say, hey, they'll jump this person will jump in and say hey are these are the wiring instructions and we'll send false wiring instructions and once that money has been wired it's gone so we've we've heard the stories where people have lost their entire life savings it happened to one of my yes. clients yeah so it's a real thing it, it one of my clients who i had worked with um they were buying a home in utah mm-hmm and uh, there was an email that got intercepted mm-hmm. that was, it looked like it came from my client. Um, and it actually came from this false whoever. And that email was sent to the title company in Utah saying that, um, you know, this is where the, the wiring proceeds were supposed to go. And it wasn't. Um, and that account was actually somewhere in the Cayman Islands. It's not traceable. Um, and uh, they lost their entire, well, they A, they lost all their money to be able to buy the home. B, that was their entire life savings. Mm-hmm. And, um, and I can tell you this, though. I cannot believe how amazing 
he handled that news. And this was a few years back, actually. Mm -hmm. But he made a sermon about it Mm. and talked about forgiveness and and overcoming. And I can't believe his attitude because that was probably one of the most horrific things I've had any anybody go through that I've personally known. And I wasn't representing them when that happened. They were working um, in another state and another purchase. But I had worked with them before. Mm-hmm. And so just knowing that that happened, wow, anybody is vulnerable. And, and, uh, and, but we, I think there's some very important advice when people are working with title companies and working um, on providing information that title companies need because they do need things like social security numbers. Mm-hmm. They have to verify that you are who you are. Mm-hmm. They need that information to draw up their documents. They need your loan information. Um, and they need your bank information if you're going to wire money from a closing into your bank account. Yeah. Um, but Judy, give some advice on how that can be done more safely. Well, for me personally, when we're talking about wiring earnest money or proceeds or whatnot, I I am not the middleman in between that. I give the contact information to the title company to whoever it is that needs that date that that information, mm-hmm. and they have a conversation. They don't rely on the email. They validate the numbers, and it's always a phone call. It's never relying on email documents alone. Yes, always, always. Because that, so our client needs to directly talk to the title company, yes, to the closer, and never give that information to anybody else. Yeah, not even to us. We don't want to hold that. We don't want the responsibility of that either. No. Yeah. If you think that our office is emailing you for your driver's license or social security or major credit card number, right. unless we will, it's we will never ask. Yeah, we will <laughs> no. never ask for that. We will not ask for that. Yeah. So um, people have to understand that, uh, you know, the only the only source that really needs some of that information is the title company legitimately. Talk to them directly. Yeah. Best advice. This is a national thing. It's not just Colorado. No, it's everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's good, Judy. Yeah, that's I, that's important information. It seems so simple, but um, it's super. It, it could save you your entire life savings. And um, and if you're putting your whole savings into buying a home, some of the unspoken questions out there right now, or they're spoken, everybody's wanting to know: Are we in a housing bubble? Are we in a bubble? When is it going to break? I I literally right before we started this podcast, I got a text from my client going, our home's still selling at 100000 over the list price. Well, the answer is it depends. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the, the homes are still selling over their list price. Yeah. And, um, you know, they're just, you know, some people are waiting, quote, until the bubble burst. But their own bubble may burst first before the real housing bubble burst. Um, and I think, you know, Brian Buffini put out a really good amount of information, a good slide about this, that I think people have to know why this is a different market than it was the market um, back in 2007, when things were starting to go awry. Um, And I think one thing is simply um, existing homes nationally. So back in 2007, there were 4 million homes that were on the market. So Think of this, 2021A, the population for the United States is more. Mm -hmm. I didn't study that stat. I don't know what it is, but Mm -hmm. it's more. We only have 1.16 million homes 
as a national supply. Mm. So think of that 4 million at one point versus right now 1.16. With more people. With more people. And the most cash that we've had ever. Mm-hmm. Like in, And lenders are not doing, we've talked about it in previous podcasts. You know this. I mean, lenders are not doing the loans that they used to do anymore. No, the buyers are coming in well qualified and, um, and and the equity in homes is so much more. So even as we come, we, you know, I, I, I read that the moratorium was being um, extended till July in many states. I know we, Colorado is not one of those states where we have a high number of those. But even as that comes um, to an end, um, even those homes that they where people may have been behind, they they have a lot of equity, and the equity is continuing to grow because yes. the values of the homes are going up. That's so right. it's not a it's not going to be a foreclosure market more than we might see some more homes hit the market because there will be equity in those homes right. to sell them and not foreclose. Right. Um, and down payments are up. You mentioned it. Yeah. Um, statistically, Buffini says that the down payment in two thousand and seven was nine percent. 2021, it's close to 16% Yeah, as the average down payment. So people have more money to put down, which means there is more room if there is volatility in housing prices um, where they're not going to foreclose. Right. The other part is fixed rate home mortgages. It says before the 2008 market crash, more buyers gambled with the adjustable rate mortgages. Oh, yeah. Do you remember those? I do. Oh, and back in 2007... Um, the that was about fifteen percent of people that were buying. Um, now it, in two thousand twenty, only four percent. Yeah, tiny amount of people that are gambling with the low interest rates. Right I was going to say, with as low as the interest rates are, yeah, that's not recommended. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. So, um, you know, and lending restrictions, as he says, can are tight. So there's just there's a lot more that I think is positive still about this market than negative. And um, for Colorado Springs, it's it's just, I mean, job surges. You have so you have some really good highlights about the city that I think you should share. Well, I think that, you know, just as we watch and see the new industry and um, business um, activity that's going on, we've been hearing a lot of the the new things that are coming in. We've got um, one of the major hotels here. It's an old older hotel that mm-hmm. they're converting into 600 new apartments. We've obviously got more apartments being built around the city. Um, but then the commercial development over in the Flying Horse area and this new developer that's coming in and has this vision for um, release a product that Colorado Springs doesn't have. And so that's shops and lofts and dining. And um, they want to create a whole new urbanized type of lifestyle, not in downtown, or it would be north. Right, right. right. And that's where we're seeing so much development and growth. And I, you know, because I, I personally live north, I would love to see that. Wouldn't that be fun? That would be great. And um, they're looking at putting this high density development together, but not not smashing it into what's existing in Flying Horse. There's land right outside of right. there that would would that would it would be appropriate for something like that yeah we need that actually up there but how fun to have like walkable spaces to go shopping and Mm -hmm. something i mean i the city is just 
um, it amazes me every day what's happening here. Well, and I did see on the Forbes um, top places to live, Colorado Springs made it again. And so, you know, there's there's a lot of reasons why people want to come here. And just to have, you know, again, we don't, people come here because of the open space and, and the lower density, but there are some things that would really be nice to have that we don't have yet. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's right. So there's still room. There is still room. For creativity, for growth. Um, this city is not what it was before. Well, even since you've been here. Yeah. So it's, I mean, hard to believe almost three years now. Mm-hmm. Um and we're seeing a tremendous amount of growth. Um, even, you know, talking about new communities and new construction, we're seeing, I, I got an email from a builder and they just released more lots. Um, and so I, I think we're just, we're going to see this continued growth and it's a great place to live. Yes, it is. Yeah. So we are so excited that you've tuned in. Thank you so much. And we hope that you're getting value out of these podcasts. Please continue to follow this. We're going to continue to give you updated information. We want to be your guides and help you navigate through this real estate market. And um, it's just, it's so fun to do this with you, Judy. So thank you so much. And we'll catch you next time. See ya.